All right, folks. This week we discuss the final, final part of this breakdown of the Breaking Bad franchise. <laughs> Better Call Saul. So, on my journey is my brother Kyle, and together we will finish up this part series, three part series, I guess. So, stay tuned. Here we go. All right, folks, welcome back. Here with me is my brother from the same mother, Kyle. Yes, I am here with you to <laughs> talk about Better Call Saul. The final, the final one of our three-parter that we're doing. Yeah, finally. It's, uh, it's been good. Ride. I enjoy I, I've been. I know you've been really excited to talk about this film. Show, not film. Or, or show, sorry. <laughs> this show. Cause, yeah, I know. Because I know, so... Not to toot my own horn, but you didn't want to watch it, or you had no interest of the show because until I told you about Breaking Bad. Whoop. Well, no, I had no interest in Breaking Bad or the show because I just, you know, I tried Breaking Bad years ago and just it didn't hit. So I was like, eh, why would I watch it? I just, it didn't resonate with me. And then I was like, finally, I was like, I'll give it a chance, but I'll do it in order. Yeah. And I gave it a shot and it, it fell in love. You gave the show a shot. And then you fell in love. Well, with, with Better Call Saul. With I Better Call Saul. Yeah. You started in order. Um, and overall, like, what did you think? Like, did you have any expectations going into Better Call Saul? Or did you know? Because, like, this was the first thing that you started watching. Yeah. So my expectations going in is it wasn't like Breaking Bad where I asked a lot of people that, you know, and all this and it was hyped up to absurdity. It wasn't like that. So I went in fresh, didn't really ask much opinions, just... I was like, what's what's in order? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people said, Better Call Saul is a very good show. It's still ongoing. But some people, you know, I only, a, maybe a handful were like, better than Breaking Bad, as good, slightly worse, ballpark in it. Though. Interesting. But, but it wasn't like an overwhelmingly amount of people saying, this greatest piece of television that's ever existed. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So I'm like. Just a handful of people said it's very a very good show, essentially. So I was like, all right. Well, they said it's the introduction, it's the prequel. So I was like, we'll give it a shot. Because Breaking Bad didn't care for originally. So I was like, yeah, maybe if I do this, it'll get me hyped for Breaking Bad, since I'm doing it in order. Okay. And we'll go from there. We'll, we'll start it off right. And I did that. And I can honestly say, to date, Better Call Saul is probably my favorite non-anime television i've ever watched oh that's awesome yep that's no, a lot of no, high praise numero uno baby really yep i mean hey according to ron tomatoes it was a 98 by critics and a 96 by people oh it was yeah. actually rated higher by critics than breaking bad and one percent less by audience than breaking bad yeah and i think you know i mean it's i'm very similar uh in a way where i didn't really know much about it I um well because all I, I ever watching... heard was Walter White. That's yeah. all I ever heard about was Walter White. This Walter White that he's the protagonist. Yeah. So when I heard Better Call Saul, I was like, who who's Saul? Yeah, because and... I didn't watch Breaking Bad, so I didn't know who Saul was. I didn't know that was a character. And then when I started it, and then I see like the black and white, and I see a guy just sitting on a couch watching commercials for Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. You got liberal, got law problems. Call Saul and all this stuff. And I'm like, what? And it's like a guy working at Cinnabon, and I'm like, well, what is this? And then 
just talking about, I see the main guy, Bob Odenkirk, and he's Jimmy. And I'm like, well, what? I'm like, I thought it was Better Call Saul. And then, like, after, like, an episode, I was like, maybe he becomes Saul down the road. And this is, again, a lot of people were like, it's a prequel. So I was like, this is his story about becoming Saul. Yeah. And I didn't even know it was Saul Goodman when I started because, again, didn't do research. I just, I wanted to go into it. Blind. Blind, essentially. And it, so I tried. I didn't look anything up. People told me very basic stuff. So I went into this clean slate. And he helps create, essentially, the Empire. Because, so I'll, uh, you know, spoilers, yep. essentially, because this show just ended, like, a week ago when we're recording this on the 26th of August. Um, so spoilers. Yep. If you don't want to hear him, skip to the end for our review. Uh, brief synopsis. So this is the prequel of Breaking Bad. It focuses solely on the lawyer who in Breaking Bad is Saul Goodman. But in this show, it's the transformation of Jimmy McGill, otherwise the actor Bob Odenkirk, a former con artist who is trying to become a respectable lawyer. And he becomes the personality of the flamboyant criminal lawyer, Saul Goodman. Uh, the series takes over... It takes place over a six-year period prior to the events of Breaking Bad spanning from 2002 to 2008. Thank you, Wikipedia. Uh, I'm similar like you. I didn't know much. Uh, there was one guy that I knew who told me about Better Call Saul. Well, actually, two. One was my NCO. He told me about Better Call Saul, Sergeant Smith. And he was like, you got to watch Better Call Saul. It's, it's better than Breaking Bad. It's awesome. It's you know less of the nonsense drama. Mm-hmm. Or he's like, there's drama, but it's not stupid. And it's not as frustrating as Breaking Bad. And then I had another person tell me, you got to watch Better Call Saul. It's way better than Breaking Bad. And I liked Breaking Bad. And he's like, trust me, it's better. Same stuff. Less drama, less nonsense. So you, got, you essentially got what I got for Breaking Bad. You kind of, I mean, you only had a handful of people, but you got people saying, you gotta this watch is this. the best. Yes. They like, said, better than Breaking Bad. So you went better. into it kind of like how I went into Breaking Bad, where it was just hyped up and you're like, all right, that's that's a tall order. That's some big shoes to fill. So I did it opposite. So like yep. I saw it in sequential as it came out. You saw it in the order, order of the prequel to that. So that's pretty interesting, our different ideas this show to me was very nostalgic because i enjoyed breaking bad el camino and so seeing these characters revisit and learning about jimmy and his rise to becoming saul to me was really fantastic yeah just interesting and you know i didn't expect um mike to show up or gus to show up gus frank you know like jonathan banks did you you think it was going to be all just jimmy yeah i had no expectation or saul i guess you could say you thought did you think it was just going to be the story of Saul. And it, did you, when you went into this, did you think it was going to be six seasons? I did not. And going into it, like I saw Tuco initially is yeah, at the beginning. I and so I was like, wow, this thing is so wild. And then like the show, because the show starts off with him like as a con artist. And he's just struggling to become like a, a, a public defender, like a lawyer that's essentially funded by the government. And... You just see him, and so as the show unveiled to me, it like changed from like him struggling to being a con artist to being a lawyer drama to being shysty drama between his brother, then Howard Hamlin, then Kim, and then and then the Gosh cartel, up, and then the, the cartel. Car- yeah. So to me, this show is like Breaking Bad in a way where there's so many layers and things going on, and I think and the best part is it is focused on Jimmy. But Jimmy, because unlike Walter White, Jimmy's not like a sociopath, I don't believe. He does like care about Kim. 
and it's kind of like a love story in a way, but also like it's it's got everything. But Jimmy mostly just cares. The difference between Jimmy and Walt is Jimmy cares about his money, mm-hmm. but he's not in deep where he can't get out. Yeah. He can get out anytime because he actually is one of the most incredible lawyers that's ever existed, if not the most because <laughs> of the end of season six. You find out he's probably the greatest lawyer that's ever existed for weaving his way out of situations. Yeah. He can get himself out of anything. So that's the difference is Walt is just a chemist who is good at what he does, but once he gets in too deep, he either has to kill people or beg his way out or pay people off. Whereas Jimmy, Jimmy could just talk his way out. He Jimmy doesn't, doesn't kill people. He doesn't people. have to spend the money. He could just talk his way out. And it's shown many times, even in Breaking Bad, he's not about killing people mm-hmm. at all. He he kind of has people do that for him. If somebody needs to get taken out, it's just like, I don't want to know, but get it done. But don't, I don't want to see it. I don't want to know. And that's what I, that's, that's why I like Jimmy as a better main character. And he's got, he, I mean, he has an ego. He has problems, like, with his brother. You know, there, there's a lot of, like, issues there. But the best part about it is, like, when the series wraps up, he delivers one of the best monologues. And, like, he, he atones for his sins. And I think with the series, Vince Gillian, you know, it's the final one. Um, he, he really, like, filled in any gaps that were even there in the regular series. El Camino, like he, it was perfect. I th- I haven't seen a better series in my life. Like it's, he filled in all the gaps. Everything they did callbacks. Oh, dude, the I ending mean, it's, and it's that, just... like like we talked about yesterday, just that the last episode, but the amount of like just hinting at things and like paying homage to stuff and callbacks. There was just that last episode. There was what four or five. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was so good for just like setting it up for like deeper meanings and understanding it's like did he do this just because it looked nice or did he do it because like it's kind of showing here's the symbolism and it was just that's why i liked it it was just the arts and it didn't in as i said to sean before and this is why i became my number one was the ending it was it was a wild ride from start to finish like again like we've said the first season of any show if it's it's either really good or it's fine like mm-hmm. for me, because it's just your world building, you're introducing a lot of people. There's usually a lot of dialogue, exposition. So like that's that's setting the stage. So like season one again is is kind of like season one Breaking Bad. It's there. It's a good start, but it's nothing, nothing special, nothing memorable, nothing to scoff at though. Yeah. And then like season two is where it starts to pick up, because then you get more in depth with Chuck. Howard, Kim, stuff starts happening. Mike, Davis and Maine. That's where of, Mike, Gus. That's where like um, oh, who was Nacho it? Um, shows up, dude. Nacho, yes. But like, that's where you get that that big account with uh the retirement home. That all starts mm-hmm. like it starts to gain steam pretty early. I think and it so. just to me at least, it never stopped. So like, mm-hmm. the, what Breaking Bad had from like end mid to end season two through season four, it was that. But it didn't stop at season four. For me, it went until the end of the show. There wasn't. It didn't feel shaky. I loved how they did everything. Because mm-hmm. like, and the show essentially ended in the mid-season finale. Season six was near the ending, and then there was like one or two episodes of wrapping up, and then it was just all future after yeah. Breaking Bad, after El Camino, and some people hated it, and I yeah. loved it. I I I enjoyed. I enjoyed that. I no complaints because like the choice that Vince made to like shoot the present events that are going on with Jimmy 
in black and white solely. Yeah. And then, like, focusing, you know, on the past was in color. I think it was a really good choice. Oh, I, and some people hated that. So, some of my friends have said, they're like, they're like, I liked it. But I just, the fact that it was in black and white was just annoying to me. And I go, what would you have done if you were alive in the 70s and 60s and 50s when TV was in black and white? I'm like, would you? It, it was like, a good choice. Come on, like, I love the choice. It was a good stylistic choice. It, it Well, because it helped. Because, I mean, what would you Help rather differentiate. have? Would you rather have, like it cut to the future and be like 10, 15 years in the future and need to keep being reminded. And then when it goes back in time to show flashback, back in time, present day, 10 years in the past, 10 years, would you want that text to pop up every five minutes? I wouldn't have. That would have have been a little annoying. I would have been like, all right, just pick an episode, do it in the past, pick another episode, do it in the future instead of having it jump around. I like the black and white though. And it's nice because with black and white, you get to focus solely on the characters. You're not distracted by the nonsense like that a lot of color shows do, you know, where you can see the different colors, the cars, whatever. You solely focus on the characters and like what they represent. And I think for Jimmy, it was awesome. I loved the future events. I love that he still was trying to be a con man, you know. To the very end. To the very end, he was still going and taking, you know, uh, like retail fancy clothes and selling them. You know, he Slipping started Jimmy, taking people's IDs, slowly stealing from their. He's just such a, he was such a brilliant uh, con artist till the end. But he still somehow had he, Kim was always the thing for him. He loved Kim, and he would do anything to help her. She was the anchor. She was always. She brought him back down if he ever got too high up. And, and Kim is Kim was the great uh, in the show. Just uh, I know we're in this episode already, but for uh, clarification to people who don't know, Bob Odenkirk saw Goodman, and then you know Jonathan Banks is back as Mike. We have uh, Michael McKean as Chuck, uh, Jimmy's brother, and then for Kim Wexler, it's uh, Rhea Seahorn. I believe is her name, unless, you know, hopefully. And then Patrick Fabian is Howard Hamlin. And uh, let's see, we have Michael Mando as Nacho Varga. <laughs> and then, you know, Gus returns, uh, Carlo Esposito, and then a couple other people. Oh, uh, Tony Dalton makes an appearance as Lalo Salamanca. That's right, because the Salamancas are pretty big in this. And so I really like that. Um this series show has a lot of levels. Like you really get to see Mike. You learn a little bit about his son dying and like his moral compass. At first, he's a pretty moral, ethical guy. Well, you get you his know? backstory because he realizes in his downfall. His, yeah, his kid got his boy got set up by the cops and got betrayed, and they tried to rule it as I forget what they tried to rule it as. Like if he was murdered by like you know on a case or like something he was doing. But then Mike, you know, being an ex-cop and all stuff, and the genius he is, figured out that he was set up by other cops. And he was killed for the money, and Mike gets his revenge, and he kills the two cops. But then when Mike does that, he's on the run then because he's, you know, it, it wasn't 100% proof, but he was suspected. So and that's how he comes to Albuquerque, and it was great. He compromised his moral compass. And I think that's, because that's a big thing with this show, is like you really see these characters becoming their own what how they get to the finished product in breaking bad because even gus isn't perfect at his job he makes mistakes because well, he's starting out and you in, see in the show. like his laboratory being built you know oh. you see um god what's that guy's name the coffee guy 
that gets murdered by Jesse in Breaking Bad. Oh, um, um, oh, oh we just talked name? about it. Oh, we just talked about him too. Um, <laughs> I don't want to have to look it up because I do know it off the top of my head. But you see all the characters in their uh, beginning form before they equal, you know, before they make it to Breaking Bad. And I really like that. Uh, they do have callbacks in this film or in the series. You know, Brian Cranston, Aaron Paul show up for like two episodes as Jesse Pinkman and Walter White. We do see Hank's wife show up. You we know. do see Hank in the show, too. We do see Hank. For like two episodes, and then, you know, Jimmy puts him in his place. That's right. Um, so it's always like you do see the characters. Uh, apparently, though, get this. Bill Burr was going to return as Patrick Kuby no for way. season five. Yeah. He was going to come back, but unfortunately, scheduling fell through due to him needing to attend to a personal matter. Yep. Ah, so that's a bummer. Yeah, because Bill Burr, we I, I we forgot to talk about that on yeah. Breaking Bad. That Bill Burr, the comedian, was in there, and yeah, it was early work for him. And I know he's, you've said he's talked about it how he his acting was terrible. Yeah, but hey, I mean, it's Bill Burr, dude. We still love him no matter what, right? Oh, and and those guys, you know, it's great. I love Bill Burr, <laughs> but every comedian, man, they had, you know, they brought back everyone, and it was really nice to see these people come back. Especially for me, seeing the show, seeing Breaking Bad first. For you, how is that, like, being introduced to all these characters? Did I mean, you like they, them all? See, they were actually introduced, like, well for me. Like, it wasn't it wasn't overwhelming. Like, it was just, they set the stage really nice. Because, like, when you meet Jimmy, they kind of set it up early on. Who he is, what he is. Like, he's kind of just, like, he, he's the defender of the guilty. And he's trying to get the guilty, you know, less sentences. So he's kind of, like, a bad guy, you could say. But he's not. Because he's also, they, then they introduce Chuck. They show everything with Chuck. And the only thing you learn about Chuck early is he's apparently allergic to electricity. He has a condition. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like, okay, this guy's just insane. But then you see Jimmy taking care of him. And you're like, wow, okay, Jimmy's actually like doing all of this for his brother. Because you see he lives in a nail salon, like the boiler room. And you're like, so this dude has nothing so he can take care of his brother. Like, that's that's admirable. And then you, I mean, you meet Howard Hamlin. You meet Kim. You meet... You meet a lot of characters early on, but it's Gale. not... Yeah. <laughs> Gale. That's what it was. Gale yeah. Bettiger. Gale. I thought it was Gene, but I was like, that's not him. That's later. Oh. That's, that's you know, Saul. But, yeah. But... They do callbacks to tons of characters. Yeah. And... and, I mean, I loved it. I didn't feel overwhelmed by the amount of characters, the dialogue. Like, it was, for me at least, it was easy to keep it straight who was who and what, like, their occupation was, what they are to each other. And as you said about the layers... 100% agree because I did enjoy how you have like you have Jimmy and Chuck and Howard and Kim is their own layer but then you and they're the main focus but then you also get all these snippets and tidbits of Mike and with Kaylee is his granddaughter and his you know son's you know now ex-wife because he passed and it's just like him trying to do right and take care of them and then you also get introduced to Gus and the cartel and the Salamancas and you're like wow these guys are like horrible but then you meet and again you already knew him meeting tuco i was mm-hmm. like this dude's just an insane muscle head because mm-hmm. it shows him beating up people for being short or whatever having attitude he tuco breaks takes, the legs of the yeah, skateboarder exactly because jimmy's like don't kill him because they him. talk smack and then jimmy talks down this insane man to just breaking their legs which is insane to me i actually forgot about that thanks mm-hmm. for reminding me that was i love that that was season one I and i loved it all because 
They insulted Tuco's mother. Yep. He He's, broke. He was going to kill them. He was going to kill them for, for that. insulting his mom over a one comment. And I was like, that's nuts. And then Jimmy talks him down, which was admirable. And then, like, again, with Tuco, you meet Nacho, who you think is just going to be a background character. They didn't really, you know, you didn't think he'd appeal to much and come out for anything. I said it to Sean. Nacho's in my top, like, probably three favorite characters in the show. Mm -hmm. Just because his growth in Better Call Saul, you see his moral compass change, you see everything. For me, Nacho is just, he was a glorious character. Like, we all know who the top two are. It's (laughs) Gus and Mike. Gus and Mike, I don't know if they can be outdone. Like, those two, I feel like, are on their own level, Mm -hmm. and then it's three and down. And then for me, it's Nacho, and then after that, that's where it gets tough. Because there's, Better Call Saul for me has a stronger cast a more well-rounded and a better cast but that's also because like we've said when we talked about breaking bad and el camino vince had more time now because he had already established breaking bad so as you said like he kind of figured it out i think when he got to better call saul Mm -hmm. and that's why the characters are more memorable to me they all are like just better they're not i mean did you personally feel any frustration in Better Call Saul like you did towards Walt or Jesse in Breaking Bad? Um, there were some times with like Jimmy where he was like annoying because he kept doing the same thing, or like I didn't really care because I don't. For me, I get I don't get off on seeing people do bad things, like unless it makes sense, you know. And um, so for him, he, I did get pissed off by Jimmy where I was like, oh my god, or like him and Kim when they were messing with Howard, I was like, come. On. On. poor howard like he doesn't deserve this you know but um overall i felt the series was pretty enjoyable you know lalo was the sneaky conniving sociopath psychopath you know nacho was this guy that just was petty drug man and then he gets in too deep and you know you see just the changes of all the characters the growth of like mike gus you see jimmy become Saul you see Kim who's just like this little lawyer just trying to make it out of the mailroom become like one of the greatest lawyers and then she loses it all because Dude, she's aligning ride, with Jimmy her ride is insane you like see, Kim goes up and like, down every single one of these characters goes through growth like even Chuck who's a guy who can't stand electricity homebound Jimmy's taking care of him gets to the point where he can start practicing law again and then he loses his license because Jimmy screws him over. Well, because Jimmy and then he kills himself. Well, it, and, I mean, it's, it's, and it's because it's like the whole thing with Chuck and Jimmy for season three was great. is like one of my where, where it jumped for me. Season three of Better Call Saul had the same hype for me as season four of Breaking Bad. Like oh, yeah. the pinnacle Breaking Bad for me was as good as season three of Better Call Saul, and Better Call Saul only got better after season three because it was just. You, find, you think Chuck is just, like, like can't handle electricity, so he's done. He's just going to live out his life and grow old and die, and Jimmy's going to take care of him. And you know that they, they have a rivalry, but they're still family. But then, like, it starts to come out that Chuck doesn't respect Jimmy, and he's like, I don't think you're a real lawyer. He's like, you're slipping Jimmy. You're garbage. You will always be slipping Jimmy. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do. You know, this is why Howard and I wouldn't hire you. You know, yeah. Howard wanted you, but I talked Howard out of it. I personally, like, and he just, it comes out that he 
essentially like hates his brother yeah. and he thinks his brother's pathetic because he went to some like online college and got his degree whereas how or whereas his brother chuck had to work his whole life it's always blood been sweat and tears and he's just jealous that jimmy did it in a quarter of the time with half the effort and was as good or better and so like chuck was mad jimmy just always he got like his mom said his name before she died like chuck just never but and chuck was, lied about that chuck too, was just always jealous of jimmy because he just felt that he got the short end of the stick and Jimmy was always getting, you know, the, oh, poor baby from everyone. Yep. And so, I mean, Chuck was right in many regards. And I loved how brilliant Chuck was because he was like Walter, but less like a dick. <laughs> well, he wasn't, he, and he wasn't as frustrating at all. No. Like Chuck's points. He was always right. Chuck made sense. And that's why he didn't annoy me like Walter and Jesse and them mm-hmm. because like, he had every reason, though, to feel this. It wasn't just blindly like, oh, you're just, you know, we were equal grounds. Our parents loved us or hated us equally. But, you know, I'm just mad at you because it's like, no, they, he had, Chuck had real reason to not like Jimmy. It is just Jimmy outwitted him. He knew Jimmy was morally compromised from the beginning. And yep. it was always going to be morally compromised. And it showed because Jimmy essentially fooled Chuck. Broke the law multiple times to get his, like, insurance canceled. He essentially caused Howard Hamlin's death. He got Kim's, like, you know, career basically tanked. I mean, he he ruined everything. Like Anyone that got close to him. Very much like Walter, Jimmy was the same. Anyone that got close to him, he caused chaos and havoc to their life because he him and Kim together just caused absolute chaos because they're not good for each other. But... They're also, like, brilliant masterminds. I mean, even the end, like, Jimmy, like, confesses he gets caught, and they're trying to sentence him to, like, a 100 years in jail for, like, the deaths of everyone, hundreds of years. And then he talks down the federal government to seven years. Yeah, like, and they, they ice st- cream and golf. And, and like, they state, too, which is why I say Jimmy's brilliant and the greatest lawyer that existed in the universe is they state that this guy that's trying to, to put him away for the federal government and his team, they go out of their way to say he's never lost a case, ever. Mm-hmm. They, they they say that. And then Jimmy just turns it on and talks this guy, has this dude and his team sweating, keeps them there for God knows how many hours, 12 hours, 14 hours, and bargains him down to seven years. And it would have been a big L for the government, this guy's first loss. And then he's like, we're done. And then he goes, oh, I got one more piece of news that I haven't shared. He goes, what more could you want? He goes, you already have the place you want, the place they play golf. You'll get the job. You'll get everything you want. He goes, I want a pint of Ben and Jerry's chocolate, <laughs> mint chocolate chip ice cream every Friday. And they laugh at him like, yeah, okay. And then he says something, and then he throws Kim in the mix. Yeah. And he threatens to bring down Kim and all this stuff, and they make him sit down gets he gets what he wants his seven years they go to trial and then he sees kim come yeah and immediately confesses to everything gets himself 86 years throws away the greatest deal because he finally owns up to his mistakes he can't hurt kim the love of his life yes and that's only and a lot of people say the only reason why jimmy confessed at the end was because kim turned herself in with howard hamlin because she went up to his widow and was like hey me and Jimmy did it all. His body's buried. He didn't do anything. You know, it was our fault. And so because of Howard's widow going to perse- persecute Kim, 
Jimmy was like, no, I love this woman too much, so I'd rather go to jail for 86 years. And so I think that just, that was a nice, to me, the finale was great. It was so bittersweet because you have to always say goodbye to these great characters, but I think it was perfect. But it wasn't the Hollywood ending, which is why this show became my number one. Because if Jimmy would have gotten his seven years and then gotten out and him and Kim, or even just him, right off into the sunset scot-free, I would have been like, come on. I would have been like, really? But like, because Jimmy owns up and, you know, Kim gets off scot-free and Kim starts practicing law again and just gets her confidence back. And just Jimmy's just gonna rot in prison till day he die. Even though Jimmy's got it made in prison, because everyone recognizes him as Saul Goodman, <laughs> so they all respect him. Whatever he needs, they got him. Yeah. But you know he's still gonna die in prison, and it's just it's a bittersweet ending, but it's it's perfect because it wasn't the Hollywood the fairy tale ending. It was the ending that Jim. It was what he he gets what he deserves finally. And it's what he wanted. The fame, recognition. Everyone loves him. All of his money. All of his, essentially. Well, he, yeah, he lost a lot. Well, no, of his no, I'm saying, I'm saying he got his money. He, because yeah. that's all he cared about was his money, his mm-hmm. money. And then once he realized he doesn't just care about money, he actually cares about Kim, and he cares about stuff. He threw it all away. Threw it all away for her, and that's. I mean, you said the symbolism at the last episode with him in prison, smoking the cigarette. He's in the dark. She's in the light. Yep. Whereas before it was reversed. In the yep. In season, in season one, when Jimmy's the one down on his luck and Kim's almost a partner at Hamlin, Hamlin McGill and, you know, respected top class lawyer, they're always just smoking in the garage. But you see, and when you see the light shining down on an angle, the light is shining on Jimmy and Kim's in the dark. Yeah, because Jimmy's the main character and he's the one down on his luck that needs the boost because Kim's made it. And the final episode when they're in prison, Kim breaks the rules to get in there, smokes, and then it's reversed. Yeah, the light's shining on Kim because she's the one you know who's going to be scot free, and Jimmy then essentially has fallen into darkness. But he get he got his what he deserved. He got what he wanted, so he doesn't hurt the one he loves. Exactly. And it was just it was. Perfect. It's brilliant. It was bri- the, that symbolism in the last episode was great. Well, because and, and I loved it. Like they brought back Mike. They brought everyone. They brought everyone. Everyone. Back. I mean, Walter White appears. Uh, Jesse Pinkman appears. I mean, Marie comes back. Marie, the only one we didn't see is Skyler, which only she one. had no real connection. So yeah, that I was fine. There she was only, no point. I don't. She met think. Saul what once, twice in the show, maybe in Breaking Bad. So. Yeah, I don't think hair coming back would have. You know, <laughs> no, I don't think it would have added anything to, you know, because there was, I think the one, um, cause what does it say before the series began, Anna Gunn mentioned a talk with Gillian over the possibility of guest appearances as Skylar White. But I mean, like it didn't happen because I don't think there was like a reason like having Walter there and Jesse, especially when they come back and you see them like talk with, uh, Jimmy and like the RV. Mm-hmm. That was okay. I mean, do I think we needed those cameo appearances from those guys? I don't think so, but it was nice for the fans of Breaking Bad to see them one more time, like, yep. interact. And I love the scene with Walter and uh, Saul, like, at, at, you know, waiting to be shipped off to their, like, they paid the money and they're about to get disappeared, essentially. New identity. And that was great. Like, Walter, he's... The irony of Walter trying to fix the hot water with like a screwdriver 
you know, and he's trying like, and then he's trying to get advice or Jimmy's like asking him about like regrets. And you see Walter like making a big, making him feel like a douchebag. Yeah, because he asked him. Travel. He's like, he's like, if you could time travel back and fix anything you did, what would you fix? And Walt's like, that's preposterous. He goes, now you're talking about like quantum physics and all this stuff. And he's just like being a jerk. But it's very Walter. But then at the end, he's just after like a thirty second dialogue. He's like, you mean regret? You're talking about regrets, and it's like, yeah, but it's you know he's just asking like a hypothetical question. Like obviously time travel doesn't exist, but if it did, what would you fix? And Walter's just you know it's the chemist in him, the scientist. Yeah. He you know he didn't think about it, and that talk was fantastic because I'll, I'll give Walt props. What he says is to Jimmy because Jimmy's just talking about money and it's all about money as Saul, and then Walt's like, you've all have you always been like this? always been this way or yeah you've always been this way and then that's where you see jimmy it kind of pants to him and he just kind of like thinks mm-hmm. and i loved it mm-hmm. so good same thing with mike when they're in the desert drinking out of the water and jimmy's like you know i wouldn't change or what do he say because mike's like what he would change was it was something that he did he wouldn't first... take he, he wouldn't have taken his first bribe yeah he wouldn't have taken his first bribe and uh, you know as mike always trying to find the moral dealing with the morality in him whereas jimmy was like you know when i slipped i actually really hurt my knee and so i would have done it better so i didn't get hurt and mike's like that's what you would regret <laughs> you know yeah. and it, it just blew their minds that jimmy never cared he was very he's almost like a sociopath but i think having those callbacks were nice it was good seeing jesse again it was good seeing walt again and they weren't always needed all all the scenes were needed like jesse's scene wasn't really needed but you know it it was fine it wasn't it didn't hurt the show it just it was there it was cool to see those were for i think people that saw breaking bad because if you didn't see breaking bad first and you just saw a Better Call Saul. I feel like people that watch those scenes would be like, "Who the heck are these guys?" Well, see, and that's and see, that's where I was lucky though, because like I said, when I watched Better Call Saul first, I got to season six's mid mid season finale, and I had caught up to the show. So okay, that's yeah. when I started Breaking Bad because I didn't see because those were like the last like two episodes of Better Call Saul, which yeah. came out in the past like two weeks. So luckily, I finished Breaking Bad before I saw that because I'll be honest, if I would have saw that, I'd have been like. Jesse's made sense because it was like, you know, it was pre-Breaking Bad. But then all the other scenes with like Walt and like Jimmy and then like the RV, I would have been like, what is happening here? Like, yeah. why is why is this happening? This isn't the future because it's colored. So I'll be like, when does this happen? Yeah. But since I saw it, thankfully, Breaking Bad before those episodes, it made sense to me. It all. Yeah. Because I, I do think if you didn't. It wouldn't make sense, or it's it'd like, be like, "What?" It's what? showing what? the it's showing a not the far future after Breaking Bad. It's showing the future in Breaking Bad. And I and I would recommend that for people that are trying to watch it in order for the first time, like I've never seen it. The I would say probably stop Better Call Saul once Jimmy becomes uh, Saul. So and the end of season five, him and Kim break up, you know, and everything, and then they go their separate ways. I would say. Like, even the death of Howard Hamlin, I think. Because it's, like, right there in the final season, like, Jimmy becomes... Like, once him and Kim break up for good, get a divorce, I would say pause, watch all of Breaking Bad, and then resume breaking... Resume everything. Like, watch El Camino, and then come back, like, once it's solely just focused on Jimmy. In the present. You know, and in 
when it's only black and white. Yeah. Because I think that wouldn't make sense to if you watched it in sequential order if you hadn't seen Breaking Bad. Yeah, because like, be like they what? they did a great job ending the show essentially or like wrapping up a lot of it with the mid-season finale. Oh yeah. Because like the the after the death of Howard Hamlin it's like a perfect stopping point because like that's where I've caught up to the show and there was nothing else to better call Saul. And I just was left jaw dropped. Like I just stared at the screen, just wide eye jaw open. Like what? Like, yeah. and there's nothing else for another four weeks. Cause I still had a month until it was going to resume. And I was blown away. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. So like, I think that, yeah, that is the perfect time to watch Breaking Bad. Then when you come back, there's like a couple episodes left to better call Saul. But then you start to get the future, and then it goes back to the pre- or you get the present day, and then it goes back to the past. But then it goes to a future scene in Breaking Bad, so it's like it all ties up very nicely, though. And someone said, "Was that you that said the reactions to Howard Hamlin's death was actually real?" Like, for, yeah, so because they didn't that know was, that he was gonna. So that was something die. I learned yesterday. I saw something on YouTube. It just popped up, and it said that. Um, for Jimmy and uh, Kim, they weren't told about Howard's death that 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 was gonna happen like that. Um, when it, you know, beforehand, they didn't know Lalo was gonna come in and do that. But Howard Hamlin's actor knew he was gonna die. Yeah. He knew, but they couldn't tell anything, anyone about it. So like, it was so good because it's just like you. They've been messing with Howard, so Howard comes over and he's drunk, and you think like he's like you've won. He goes, I get it now. I get why you're doing this. And they're all like, Howard, you need to calm down. You think Howard's going to attack them. Yeah. But he's like, no, he's just, he's venting his frustration. Like, he gets it. He's like, what more can you take from me? He goes, you've done it all. He goes, you've embarrassed me. You've tarnished my name, my reputation, my company. What's left? And then while Howard's in the middle of this monologuing, you just see in the background and out of the shadows, Lalo walks in and you're like, oh no, the big enemy, the big bad is here. And like, Howard notices him and they're just talking to Jimmy and Kim and you just see like you know he sees that Lalo has a gun you're like oh Howard and Lalo are about to team up and destroy these two and you're like great then you see Lalo like start to slowly put his silencer on his pistol and Howard like you know notices it and he's like yeah he goes I guess you know I don't remember what he says but something like you know it's got to be this way or like this is how it's going to happen and all of a sudden you just see Lalo just shoot Howard in the head and it took me I didn't see it coming either and like the actors yeah Jimmy and Kim did not know that Lalo was just gonna come in there and just shoot Howard in the head and like it was beautiful like those reactions were perfect and then Lalo and that's why I love the mid-season finale because right after Lalo does it he just like looks down at him looks at the two smiles and goes so let's talk yeah and then it just ends and I'm just like what it was it was that was a fantastic midseason finale. Dude, that was I, I so good. I like feel I knew he was gonna die, Hamlin, because you just I knew he couldn't live through it. Well his like, arc had wrapped up nicely yeah. too. There was nothing else. And poor him. I mean he just didn't deserve anything, Howard Hamlin. Like he he was trying so hard. Like Jimmy blamed the death of Chuck on uh Howard, he made him feel bad and like everything. His marriage was crumbling. Howard started working out. Like he was really trying to better his life. And then Jimmy and Kim were just like, nope, screw this guy. We're just going to mess with him because it makes us feel better because he's bettering himself and we feel like crap. And so I just felt so bad. But Lalo was awesome. 
did you know uh, a little sidebar though for this final season it was like marred with like covid there were a lot of like issues with filming where they had to push it back because of the covid restrictions to the pandemic um what else Bob Odenkirk, he actually had a heart attack. Yep, I knew that. On so, set. Yeah. yeah. And that's well, that's and that's why the season took longer to come out is because Bob had a heart attack and he almost died. Which is wild. That sucks. I mean, I'm glad that he made it through. That's just wild that you know, that could happen. Imagine what would have happened if he wouldn't have. Oh my like, god. Where what would they have done? Mid-season finale? That and then it just ends with Lalo saying let's talk and then after that no more Jimmy. I know. If they hadn't have filmed anything, what would have what would they have done? Oh, I'm sure it would have just been done. They probably couldn't have continued on. Yeah, there's no him. way. There's no way. So thank God that he survived it. And I mean, it was overall. I loved the sixth season. I loved them all. I thought the series was great. It's tough first season did take a little bit getting off the ground. But just like Breaking Bad, dude. It's I just think the first seasons are usually a little tough. A little like, tough. Not every show has a perfect diamond in the rough first season like yeah. where where like the first two episodes might be a little slow and then it gets really good like i can think of two shows off the top of my head right now or maybe even three that i could think of just in the current moment that the first season is arguably the best season of the show mandalorian <laughs> oh well that's the fourth one well but that only has two seasons that's still newer but like yeah. mandalorian i guess you could say and my other three like i was always a big fan of arrow Okay. I really liked it. Arrow season one is probably top three, if not one of the best seasons of the show. It's so good. I really love, I mean, you know, I like the boys. Mm-hmm. The boys season one and season three, it's so tough for me to choose which is the best. But like season one, like after like the first or second episode, I was just hooked. And I it, it ended and I was like, dude, I need more. And I had to <laughs> wait a year because they released it all in one day. And I watched it all in like four days. And then I was like, I have to wait a year for this. And then the other one was Stranger Things. Stranger Things season one is the best season of the show. I know you, it didn't resonate with you. I get it. Yeah. I can understand it. Because it's it's a hit or miss. It's like how I don't think Breaking Bad is the greatest show. But like, it just, they hit and they suck me in. Better Call Saul season one. It's a little rough at times. I mean, the ending for me was just kind of like, it just ends with Jimmy driving away in his car. So I was like, okay. It, it it I didn't lose interest though because it had the framework, it had the good characters, had me interested. So I'm like, let's let's keep going. And season two is where it really started to gain steam for me. Right and then it up. just kept going and going and going. And it's I mean it's and that's this series is wonderful because it's been nominated for countless Emmys, I would say. Like it's it's an award winning series. It's one of the best that I've ever seen. In my opinion. It's just Let's see. Better Call Saul has received 46 Emmy nominations, seven of which are pending for just everything. Bob Odenkirk, Outstanding Drama, you know, Supporting Actors, Actress, Supporting Actress, Outstanding Writing. I mean, Directing. It's it's an incredible series. And I don't know. To me, it I feel overall this is just a great ending for the franchise. I mean, I that the show was just fantastic. I mean, like I said, for me, it's my number one now. It's just characters were memorable, the story, everything. Like I just, it, it's it's truly like a masterpiece of a t- television series for me. Like I mean, 
just all of them. Like, I mean, yeah, Kim and Jimmy aren't like my top three favorite characters, but they're probably four and five. Like they're up there because like, I just, I thoroughly enjoyed like Gus's story, like seeing his rise to power for the cartel and for the business. And then like Mike, like you've, everybody loves Mike. Like, I mean, how can you not? He's just the old guy that's just full of wisdom and knowledge. But <laughs> I mean, who beats him up? No one beats him up. So like, it's great. And then, like I said, my one of my favorites is just Nacho. He's just his story is so good from a lo- little nobody in the business to taking down Heller, Hector Salamanca, putting him in a wheelchair for the rest of his life, and he can only use one finger. Like he did that to him, trying to kill him, to stop it, to becoming one of the most notorious friends for the Salamancas, to growing as a character for having to be tougher and not be so nice. To you know, and then the way his story ends, it was it was bittersweet too. Like. The dude, the dude had a great ending. All of them did. And that's why I loved it. It was perfect. It was, I think, absolutely. It was perfect. They, they just tied it all up perfectly. All the characters, I think, had their payoffs. You know, there wasn't a character, I don't think, that didn't have go through something and change. And I think that's, like, the best part of the series is he really focused more on, like, the emotional beats were great, but, like, all the characters went through something and a lot of people died a lot of people died i would say you know there were characters that i liked that were that died like the german um architect when they were building the lab he yes. dies and that was about that. yeah that was a bummer like i remember watching that i was like oh man they're gonna kill him off and you know they had people come and go and i think that's why the series to me is just so fantastic because you never know what to expect there's different things i mean if you look it up on uh yeah, I'll just use Wikipedia. It has it listed for genres, like as a crime drama, legal drama, black comedy, tragedy. And that's what it is. It's like, it's really something for everyone. And that's, to me, I think it satisfies as a perfect prequel. You know, it's a fantastic show, great writing. And it's something that I love to watch. And I'm glad I did watch. Yeah, like I think if... um. You know, Breaking Bad, unfortunately, like you've said, does feel a little dated now because it came out, what, 07 to 12 or 07 to 13, something like that. Better Call Saul doesn't feel dated, even though it's supposed to take place, what, six years in the pre- and before Breaking Bad. It's supposed to be, you know, earlier in the 2000s. It doesn't feel like that, though, which I love. It, it, it feels like it takes place before Breaking Bad, but it doesn't look old. It's like, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. It just feels perfect. Whereas if you go from this to Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad will feel dated. Just because, I mean, it is. It You know, it's it's almost, you know, what, 12 years old, 13 years old from, like, the start. It's, you know, it's dated now, but it's still good. But, like, Better Call Saul just, it starts really well, and it just, it ends everyone's character arc that it needs to perfectly that isn't in Breaking Bad. And that's what I love. Like, I mean, it ends Kim's perfectly. You know, it ends, you know, the only ones that it really leaves open is what? Like, obviously, like the Salamancas, you know, for like Hector and the twins and then like Mike, Gus and Jimmy. Yeah. And like everyone else is either dead or they get their send off. And it's so nice. Yeah. And I and I'm I like that. I think we're going to talk about like things that we liked or disliked about the series. Um 
I don't know. I think overall the series, to me, there wasn't much that I didn't like. I mean, the Twins, I was never like a huge fan of the Twins. Like, I know they're they're badass. But... They're just there to be menacing. That's it. Like, they're, they're just there to be the muscle that doesn't say much. They're tough. It's hard. To, no one can really take them out. And that's their job. And that's why I like them. Like, they're simple. They're, they're basic. They don't do too much. Like, if they were to talk a lot and have try to have a personality, I would have been like, let's calm down. You guys aren't main characters. They're meant to be side characters, and they do it well. That's why I like them. And they, and they do. And I think, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just overall, I have no gripes about this. If I would rate this series, um, I would put it as a would host a viewing party five out of five ten out of ten like i i definitely would recommend this series to anyone that wants to watch it i do think like you should probably then watch breaking bad just because it fills in some of the gaps but uh, overall i think this is like some of the best television i've ever seen in my life how about you yeah like i mean every show has its problems there is no show that has zero issues like again like we said you know at times, season one, maybe even some parts of season two can be a little shaky where you're just kind of like, eh, it feels like a little bit of filler. It's like, yeah, that'll happen. But like the show picks up steam pretty early and it just goes like, yes, Jimmy will have some frustrating moments, but it's like, it makes sense with his character, how he is with slipping Jimmy. It makes sense. And it's like, it's so good for me. That's why I like it. Whereas other shows haven't. They they just do it just to fill time, and I don't know. Like, I I the complaints about the show is really like, I keep off the top of my head right now. I'd really have to think about the downsides to the show. Like, I legit cannot come on come up with any off the top of my head right now. Like, I'd have to critically think about it because it's just it, wow. It's just a wild ride. Like, I would give it out five out of five, ten out of ten. Would host, I would own it, would host a viewing party. I'd do all of that. I've recommended the show to so many people. And I've talked to people that say it's an okay show at best or whatever. And I'm like, well, how far did you watch? Oh, I watched half of season one or the first two episodes or all of season one. And I'm like, so you gave Breaking Bad a chance and got through season one and said it was better. I'm like, and I just look at him like, really? Like, come on. I'm like, if you gave Breaking Bad a chance, I was like, Watch all of Better Call Saul and tell me then. And if you don't think it's amazing, a masterpiece, I don't know what to tell you. Like <laughs> I like I've said to Sean, I said Lalo to me was the perfect villain. I don't know how you fully felt about him, but I'll just give my two cents real quick and we'll turn it over to Sean for that. Lalo, I, I classify him as the slippery banana. Because Lalo, he he shows he's a tactician. He's a strategist. He's like Gus. He plans everything out. He think critically thinks about every step he takes. He doesn't make a wrong move, and like he shows it in the show. If if he, and if he does get caught by accident, he has his ways to get out of it, and he always has an escape plan. And it's shown time and time again. And it's it's so beautiful. It's perfect. And then like how he gets taken out is the only way you could kill him was chance, luck. And that is what happens to him. He gets killed by luck. And I loved every second of it. And no complaints about that. How do you feel about Lalo? Yeah, I, I would say the same. Like Lalo, to me, he was very unhinged at times, you know, where he would just like brutally murder people. But I think he was a really good villain 
to bring in. Like he was to me, he felt like he was one of the twins, but just more, more well-rounded. You know, he could appear anywhere. He went to Germany, you know, to talk to the dude's wife. Like he, he's just, he could be anyone, anywhere, anytime. And I really thought that was like Tony Dalton. His acting was just incredible. And I love like his ending. I think him and Gus facing off and then Gus like shooting him. Like I thought that was beautifully filmed, you know, him killing the power and then Gus just boom, getting him like in the throat. That that to me was awesome. And it also added a little bit extra oomph to know that he was buried under the lab. You know, him and Howard the whole time were buried under the lab. And that's what I love about Better Call Saul because there's just so many layers of things that happen that go over to Breaking Bad that when you watch it, you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that was part of that. And I think it just shows like the mastermind of uh, Vince Gilligan, like how well thought out the series is, how exceptional it is. And I don't know if there ever will be a series as good as this because it's just so, so meticulously planned, it feels like, as he went through it later on. And I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss the characters, but I think they're, it's better to like leave it as it is now. They don't have to continue to reboot or like add more. I think it's perfect. And yeah, I look forward to more, uh, more stuff, more content by him. Cause it's just, this is awesome stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I second everything you said. Cause it's like, if they add more after this, there is the chance that it hurts all of the material that's already come out or it hurts the characters. So just, just leave it. It's like, and as you said, I don't know if there'll be a show that I could like as much as this. There'll be shows that come close, but not that level. Cause it's like, I've ranted about it before and I'll say it again. My favorite series of all time is Lord of the Rings for movies. And it's just, to me, I have not seen anything that's ever been able to pass that trilogy. Like individually, like if you do just one-to-one for movies, maybe. But as a series as a whole, nothing for me can beat that. And that's how I feel like with Better Call Saul as a TV show. It's like that level for TV shows, for movies. Like, it's there. And it's just like, I don't know what can beat it. Because, like, my next favorite shows are great. But they don't get me as much as that. I mean, maybe, like, with their seasons that are coming, maybe they'll be up there. Because, like, I mean, I've said it to you. My next favorite shows are, like, The Boys, Stranger Things stuff like that it's just like they're not done yet all right so they're still going they got a lot of material left like stranger things has one more season the boys could go for another four with the amount of hype it has so that's why i'm like unless they do something truly outstanding going forward like like i don't even know what they'd have to do they'd have to knock my socks off but like they can't pass them they can come close but they can't beat it i that's high praise, and I agree. It's literally, it's just something that's really never been done, and I don't think we'll see anything like it ever again. Unless Vince makes another series, which is rumored to be happening. Vince is working on another series, him and his writers and stuff, that is 100% separate from the Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul universe, has nothing to do with it, none of the same characters, fresh start, new series. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Now, with because think about it, with all the knowledge he has now, with Better Call Saul under with Breaking Bad, El Camino, and then Better Call Saul under his belt, and learning from everything he did from mistakes, his next series 
could be as good as Better Call Saul and learn if he saw mistakes in there, he could write those mistakes in his next shows going forward. We could see him finish a show in 10 years that could be the new greatest show ever. Yeah. And I, I second that. I mean, if I, just to finish up, so like overall, Breaking Bad, you know, two television series, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. They had a movie, El Camino, the, a Breaking Bad movie. There were some, this thing spawned a lot, like short form, form web series called Breaking Bad, the original minisodes. There was a Better Call Saul employee trainee video, The Broken and Bad, which was a six-part true crime docuseries inspired by this. I mean, they have a short-form animated series called Slippin' Jimmy. There's digital shorts from No Picnic, um, Snow Globe, a Breaking Bad short, American Greed, James McGill. There's podcasts and talk shows about this that have come out. There's comic books. They even did a a Spanish language remake in 2013 of Breaking Bad called Metastasis. There was a video game that came out called Breaking Bad Criminal Elements, and there's stage adaptations as well called Breaking Bad. Ozzy Mendez and Say My Name and other. I mean, there's so much. I mean, this series, like Breaking Bad in itself, impacted Albuquerque. You know their legal system and like the drug, like drug cartels. Because there was statues of Walter White and uh, Jesse Pinkman. I think this year in Albuquerque to give them praise. Absolutely, and they. Um, what else do they do? There was even blue meth. <laughs> came out on the streets because of this franchise, which I wouldn't say is a good thing at all, but it just shows that even in the the, the drug world, Breaking Bad has uh, had its influences. So I think overall, like this series has just been, this franchise has just been incredible. I, I cannot uh, not worship it, but say praise it enough and say it was a wonderful ride to check out and uh, be a part of, you know, to part to like watch and just enjoy. And I look, I probably overall will rewatch the series another time in my life. I think so. Oh, I will watch better call Saul more than one more time in my life. I, I probably will rewatch better call Saul in the next year. I hundred percent will. Cause it's just, I, if, if I enjoy a show that much, I will rewatch it. I mean, it's more, more for anime for me than these shows because anime is an easier watch because each episode's maybe 18, 20 minutes. Yeah, there might be 150 episodes, but it's also an easier watch to binge because like I can watch three episodes in an hour. Mm-hmm. Whereas Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, I can watch one episode in an hour. So overall, it's yeah. just it was worth it. 100% worth it. I I appreciate uh, you and the other people that told me to give it a shot. It was not I was not led astray. Well, too easy. Anything else, Kyle, that you're uh, checking out, binging, recommend? Anything big going on? Or I, uh, I have not. Uh, <laughs> as I as I told you, actually, I'm I'm in uh, a spot for shows right now that is uh, very tough because I've just I've consumed a lot of good shows in the past three months. I went from watching, you know, being ready for season three of The Boys, watching that, and just absolutely loved it because you got to see like evil captain america in it from with jensen ackles i think is his name and he flawless perform i loved it oh it was such a good performance and then you know i watched all breaking bad watched all better call saul and then in there 
I binged Stranger Things in like six days. I watched all of it because I just I could not stop watching because the the some of the characters in that show were just truly outstanding, and I loved every second of it. It's like I watched all of those, and then when I finished all of those, that's when there was like the final two episodes of Better Call Saul, and I finished those, and I'm like, man, I have just consumed four shows in a short time, and blown away by them and i'm like the next show i choose i just i feel sorry for because if it's if it doesn't live up to like those i'm gonna be like man why did i even watch this i've already i've seen three of my you know favorite shows of all time now in the past three months so i'm like this is this is tough the next one i choose has to be something that's at least gonna be decent to me so i've been waiting i feel I feel I feel you right there and that's that's kind of where I'm at too with mine like I'm I don't know cuz I I did very I binged and since like March I've watched Breaking Bad the whole thing Futurama Bob's Burgers Better Call Saul El Camino Kenobi <laughs> and so it was just it's been like a lot of media for me and so now I've I did start Sandman Neil Gaiman. Right. Neil Gaiman. How are you liking it so far? Uh, for Neil Gaiman, Sandman. So far, it's okay. I would say like, I, it's too early for me to make like a recommendation or anything. But I definitely, it's interesting. It's very interesting. I, I look forward to rereading the comics because I highly recommend the comics. The comics are so good. But I'm, yeah, I look forward to finishing off. I'm like on episode three of Sandman, and so I'm gonna watch that. And then I think I'm going to take a break <laughs> from from TV shows, go on another sabbatical because it's been just, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of media for me. So I'm like ready to just play Clash of Clans, Pokemon Go, and uh, focus on school, graduating, and just working. And that's it for me. I, I, I get that, man. Just take like a nice month off. Like once you finish Sandman, just like disconnect for like even even like two weeks to a month, just have put on shows you've already seen in the background at, at most, but like that you're not really gonna pay attention to, but it's just like background noise where it's like at any point you already know where you're at. But yeah, like new shows, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm like just taking a break. Like that's where I said I I told you today. I said I'm gonna I've been neglecting anime because I binged a lot of that and like from the end of last year till before I started Better Call Saul, Breaking Bad, Boys, and Stranger Things. I mean, I watched all of One Piece in three months, and that was 1,020 episodes. I, like, that is, that was insane, the fact that I did that. January 1st <laughs> to April 1st, I binged over 1,000 episodes of an anime, and I maybe skipped, I, I could probably count on two hands how many episodes at most, because it was just blatant filler that may, made no sense. But it's like, now I'm like, I took a break from anime, now I'm going back the other way. I'm I'm taking a break from real TV shows and just gonna focus on anime for like the next like two months, three months, and then we'll we'll figure it out then. We'll figure it out. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, too easy, Kyle. It has been a pleasure, you know, hearing it. I feel both. This is just the series has been high regards, high high marks, and God, what a what a time! It was fun. And there's fun checking it out. And there's a fun uh, time being able to do a little check-in episode. This isn't a real force-fed sci-fi. I will put that out there because this is not a sci-fi film. 
or of TV series. There is science elements in Breaking Bad, but that is it. And uh, this is just like a its own check-in mini-series with my brother from the same mother, Kyle. And it has been a pleasure, my good sir. It's been a lot of fun. And hopefully down the road we'll uh, make more actual podcast episodes like we've done in the past. But for now, we'll just stick with our mini-series that we got right now. Too easy. All right. Thank you. And thank all you listeners out there. As always, if you enjoyed this content, check us out at forcefedsci-fi.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere and everywhere that you get your podcasts. Check us out. Send us an email. Send us a comment. Tell your friends. It's been a pleasure. And from myself and everyone else on the Force of Fi team, we will see you next time. 